welcome to the 3Ls Podcast, where I, your host, Rachel Ann Dine, licensed professional counselor, am here to share thoughtful commentary and strategies to help you with the big 3Ls of life, living, learning, and loving. Each episode, join in as a different psychological or current hot topic is explored with the hope of helping you live well, learn something that aids in personal growth or understanding, and love yourself or others in a way that honors you. Are you a fan of nutrient-dense wellness too? Let me tell you all about one of my favorite sources of adaptogens, Four Sigmatic, who uses a variety of mushrooms in everyday products. Reishi, lion's mane, and shaga all have been shown to help with thinking, immune system support, and gut support. I use these plant-based products every day in my smoothies and coffee, and you can too. Use code BEWELL for 10% off your purchase at us.foursigmatic.com. Again, that's BeWell at us.foursigmatic.com. Hi, welcome back to the 3Ls podcast. I hope that you are having an awesome week and taking good care of yourself, all the good stuff. I know that we are kind of getting into the midst of fall and hopefully you enjoyed the episode that I just did not too long ago on seasonal depression. Just to kind of go ahead and preemptively, if you know that your mood shifts in the cooler months, that you can have some strategies to take care of yourself and just kind of deal with those mood fluctuations. But for today, I'm talking about a little bit of a different mood fluctuation or shift of the tide, if you will, and that is signs that it's time to end your friendship or a friendship that's in your life. You know, believe it or not, this is actually a topic that has come up several, several times. And so I said, you know what, let me just make a podcast episode. I have certainly had to end friendships. You know, I don't think anybody's immune from that. Either you outgrow the person or something catastrophic happens or nothing at all happens, but you just are no longer friends with someone. And so I have a couple definite signs that it's time to rethink the friendship or potentially go ahead and break up. So I want to just start off by sharing just a little personal story because, of course, you know, we've all been through something like this where a friendship turned sour. And so this experience happened to me when I was in college. And of course, you know, that was a time like definitely had an active social network and was kind of always out and about on the go. And I had one particular individual, I am going to keep this kind of vague, you know, just out of respect, but you'll get the whole gist of the story. Um, So this person and I, I can't remember how we ended up really linking up, but we did become pretty decent friends. You know, we definitely went out together, had a lot of dinners, um, you know, all those college type things that you do, getting out on the town going to parties, going over to their home for gatherings, things of that nature. And there was one particular night where we had made plans to go grab dinner with a big group of people. Now, I had totally committed to this. I was going to go, but I should mention that that same day, I had gone to a funeral and 
go ahead and fast forward if anything about suicide becomes very triggering or upsetting for you. But I do think it's important to note that the particular funeral that I went to was a somebody who I'd gone to college with who had taken their own life. And it was extremely traumatic. We were definitely friends. We were acquaintances. This person had come over to my apartment many times. They had, you know, been friends with my roommates. And so while I was kind of like peripherally an acquaintance, a friend of this individual that had committed suicide, I absolutely wanted to attend the funeral as a show of support, you know, for the people I cared about, a show of support for this person who had taken their life. And so I went to that funeral. Now, of course, sometimes you can't necessarily anticipate how something is going to affect you. And So lo and behold, I should have known, but it was extremely emotional, as you can imagine. I mean, just really, really a difficult day. Even talking about it now, like it kind of makes me a little bit nervous. You know, it was just kind of, it was just a very emotionally provoking time. Well, I got back. It was late afternoon. I mean, it had been, ended up being a pretty all day affair. I contacted the friend who I had plans to go out to dinner with that night, and I said, girl, I got to be honest, I am not in the mental headspace. There's just no way. I've been crying all day. I'm exhausted. And this is when the friendship took the turn. So this person actually got mad at me, and they became upset. They tried to coerce me into kind of just dealing with the emotions. Just come on out instead. I can't believe you're doing this to me. You made this commitment and now you're going to sell out. And I said, yeah, I'm not going. And I ended the call. And from that point forward, things were very strained. And then of course, as you can imagine, the friendship kind of fizzled because in my mind, I'm thinking, You know, it's not like I was just bailing out for no reason. I mean, that was – which that's a whole other thing. If you're mentally or emotionally not in the headspace to get together, you're always allowed to cancel plans, you know, and be upfront with the person about what's going on. But in that particular situation, I knew I was completely justified in absolutely not wanting to go out. In fact, I think that night I ended up just binge watching MTV and just trying to decompress from the day. Ended up sleeping in the next day. But so for me, there have definitely been instances, you know, of course, I don't hold anything against this person. I think some personality traits lend themselves to be really a little bit more rigid. So if you make a plan, you better stick to this plan no matter what. They tend to be a little less understanding. That was definitely a growing pain that I went through where, thank goodness, in high school, I realized, okay, I got to be flexible with people because I used to get a little miffed if somebody would cancel on me. And I realized, you know what? Everybody's going through something. I got to just roll with the punches too. But so I share that with you to let you know There are definitely situations and times where a friendship changes or you realize, okay, maybe this person doesn't have the compassion that I need or lacks the empathy, but yeah, this is definitely not for me right now. So I'd love to hear any stories that you have or just your thoughts on what I just shared on, you know, 
if you've ever had a situation that was similar to some degree, you know, hopefully it's not the same exact situation that I had, but just a situation that was kind of similar and then just hear your thoughts about it. But I'll get into the meat of today in terms of some concrete signs in addition to what I've already shared that it may be time to rethink this friendship. All right. So one of the first ones is if you notice that the friendship is consistently one-sided, it's consistently all about the other person. So maybe you call them, maybe you just call to check in and the conversation is all about them. Maybe not once do they ever ask you how you're doing, what's going on with you, and it's all about them, you know, what their struggles are. This to me is always a warning sign. Um, This is something that you can address with somebody and try to talk it out. But if it doesn't change and that friendship consistently stays one-sided, this is absolutely a sign that maybe you're dealing with somebody who's more of a taker and it's not a give-take relationship. So it might be time to say goodbye in that situation. Okay, the next telltale sign is if someone betrays your trust. Okay, as I even share that one out loud, I definitely have such a story in my head. I'm not going to put it out there, but we've all had our trust betrayed. I, I have no doubt. I mean, especially I think, well, I was going to say when you're younger, you know, I'm thinking of my 20s, but honestly, at any point in the life cycle, somebody can betray your trust. I think for me, just as I get older and move on into the second half of my 30s, my inner circle has grown smaller, you know, probably because of just knowing that it's hard to find good people sometimes. But if your trust is betrayed by someone else, this is this is a red flag. And there can be, you know, a spectrum of betrayal. So whereas maybe you tell somebody a deep, dark secret that you've never told anybody else, you don't want anybody else to know, and it's so deeply personal, and yet you find out that they've shared it with other people, that's kind of a larger scale betrayal of trust. Or there can just be other small little examples that can really add up over time. And we all know that for a relationship to thrive, trust absolutely must be intact. This is whether it's platonic or romantic. And I think sometimes if you're lonely, you can it can be really easy to overlook some or all of these things just for the sake of trying to maintain a friendship but i just i just encourage you and tell you empower you that you absolutely deserve to have a trusting relationship and if that trust is consistently broken then it may be time to move on have a conversation or you know if you want to if you feel that the situation warrants it or don't <laughs> you know but that's kind of your decision to make um okay so This next one can be, hmm, how do I put this? Uh, Let me just say this. If somebody is consistently negative and pessimistic all, all, all the time, big emphasis on all the time, there are going to be situations where absolutely you're going to be down in the dumps. Your friend is going to be down in the dumps. They're going to be upset about something. 
and just negative. You know, I think about if somebody is going through a divorce or trying to get over a breakup, then then of course your friend may be super upset, negative, even pessimistic about love. And it may feel a little bit draining to you, but you love them, you support them. So you, you know, you try to just stick by them. But if this individual is consistently negative without making any efforts to change, then it can potentially be time to create some distance. So this is also something that I've seen come up time and time again, and maybe it's because I'm a therapist, but I'm always kind of looking, you know, I have a lot of room to try to be supportive. Not that I'm the perfect friend by any means, but I do try to be very supportive. But then I can't help but pick it out that or notice, okay, so somebody is really upset. They kind of have these situations happening, but then nothing, they're not doing anything to change it. This is where it can become kind of an energy suck and an energy drain. And so this is kind of another indication that it's time to take a step back is if you constantly feel just emotionally drained after an interaction or a conversation with someone. It has to be a reciprocal relationship where, you know, there's good times, there's there's going to be some bad times, but overall, you're not constantly feeling like you're dealing with somebody who is taking everything that you have to give. Somebody should be depositing a little bit into you as well, a little bit or a lot. You know what I'm saying? So definitely the emotional draining piece of things, if it's consistent, if there's that consistent pessimism and negativity, this is something to keep in mind and it could be a potential red flag that it's time to, you know, keep it moving. Okay. So another indication is that if you've grown apart, you know, and this one can be subjective, but sometimes one of the telltale signs is that if you no longer have really anything to talk about, you know, both of you are just kind of doing your own thing or you try to share with your friend what's going on with you, they seem really disinterested, or maybe you two are just in such opposite ends or doing opposite things in life that neither one of you can relate to each other anymore. This can be an indication that it may be time to take a step away from each other. I have seen this come up with friends who get married and then other friends are single or maybe one friend has a child and the other friend is single and does not have a child, sometimes this can almost cause like a natural drifting to occur. I'm not saying that it, it it has to by any means, but it just can be being in these different phases of life sometimes where if you don't have, I guess, common ground or if there's just not an interest to try to find common ground, then this can create that natural drifting apart. And so that's why even when I initially kicked this episode off, it's not like anything negative, no blowout necessarily has to occur. Sometimes the process of friendship ending can just be kind of natural. Okay, so the next one is... If your friend constantly tries to create or attract chaos 
or drama. This kind of goes into that emotional vampirism that can happen where if somebody is constantly creating chaos or, you know, doing things that they know are going to elicit chaos, but it's almost like they can't necessarily function without a constant drama happening in their life, then, and and it becomes too much for you. That's the key. So once again, we all have our own threshold on how much we're willing to take on, how much we feel comfortable taking on. But if you notice that the flair for the dramatics or the chaotic situations, if you notice that it is once again starting to drain you of your energy or become frustrating, then pay attention to this because this can be an indication that the friendship is no longer fulfilling. It's just starting to feel like an overload. It can be kind of exhausting when somebody kind of always has a fire going on and they want you to jump in and fight that fire with them, you know, then this can happen over time. And so that's important for you to even take a step back and notice, are there patterns happening here? You know, is this person, are they kind of constantly trying to pull me into these dramedies? You know, what's going on here? So the flair for the dramatics, the flair for the chaos, this can be an indication. Okay. So this next one is if there is kind of a consistent theme of passive aggressive communication. So if you, this can come up in the form of if you say no to somebody about something. So in my situation that I shared with you, it was not passive aggressive. It was actually very assertive communication. (laughs) This person let me know that they were very upset with me for canceling those plans with them um, and then tried to be uh, coercive to get me to change my mind, even though I was, you know, just completely not in the mental headspace. And so this passive aggressiveness kind of falls on a different end of the spectrum. So if you maybe say no to a friend or, you know, aren't able to get together with them or can't carry out a favor that they've asked you, then already it 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 can be hard to say no to somebody, especially if you tend to be a people pleaser. But it's really important to see how do they react when you do say no. I think for me at this phase in my life, this is something that really came about in, I would say, my late 20s. I realized I need to have people in my life who are flexible and understanding. Now, I'm a planner, so when I do make a plan, I've got to be pretty, uh, you know, not in a good headspace or maybe feeling sick or something must have come up that is very legitimate because I feel like when I make plans with somebody, I think time is super, super valuable. If I just don't feel like doing something willy-nilly, chances are I do try to kind of, you know, within considering, you know, where I really am emotionally, I do try to push forward and make myself do it because I know that as I said, time is a commitment. If somebody schedules something, I do want to try to be there. But if there are those moments where you are, you know, kind of like in my situation, something really difficult happens and you just know, or you're just so exhausted with work or overscheduled already with work-related things or college or doing your classes, and so you cancel plans, 
and your friend becomes really upset with you or they say, oh, okay, that's fine, but then they don't talk to you for like five days, then this is potentially a red flag because we have to have that open and clear communication, which it's not always easy. And I know that, but it is important to notice if you are met with one response that seems like, okay, no, that's fine. I get it. But then silent treatment ensues or you find out that they've gone behind your back and are talking bad about you or they make some like vague social media posts that I can't count on anybody in my life. You know, something of that nature that's kind of that passive to your face but aggressive behind your back, then this is something to keep in mind. Um, Okay. So a couple others, one of the next indications that can be a potential point of concern is if your friend consistently dismisses your concerns. And I feel like we could even throw in some toxic positivity to this. So of course, nobody's always going to respond perfectly when you do have a concern that happens. But if your friend goes to the place of saying that you're wrong, you're overreacting, then this can be or or they just flat out say this is all in your head. You know, what are you even talking about? And they try to make you feel like you're the one that has the problem. Number one that can be kind of gaslighty, but how can you have a friendship where the other person doesn't hear that you've been hurt or that something's going on with you? Or, you know, that there's a something going on in the friendship and they don't take you seriously or they try to make you feel like this is all in your head. I don't even know what you're talking about. It just becomes really difficult to maintain a friendship. So I see this happen a whole lot with, um, honestly, the Real Housewives franchise. <laughs> I hate to say, but that is definitely one of my guilty pleasures. I try not to get too immersed into it because it is just so silly, but They all seem to have this where, you know, there's a whole lot of not taking ownership for the things that they do, not taking responsibility, and it's always like a big deal whenever somebody finally does apologize, you know, or they'll they'll pull one another aside and say, you need to apologize. Tell me that you're sorry. And it's just interesting because when somebody dismisses a concern that you have, it almost even can start to make you feel like your opinion is not valid and it doesn't matter. This could be a a red flag too in romantic relationships. This can be between you and your mother or father. If they consistently dismiss concerns that you bring to them, how is that supposed to foster that authentic communication, you know, where you give each other feedback? And so with that being said, it's also important in order to be a good friend to be able to listen and hear your friend's concern, even if you don't agree, even if deep down you know that they're they're wrong. <laughs> you know, if you have a, a vested interest in maintaining a friendship with somebody, it's important hear what they have to say, but also, you know, have your points where you can advocate for yourself in response. So, okay, last but not least, one of the other final indications is if after being with your friend, they honestly just make you feel worse and not better. I mean, this one I can also speak to. I feel like there are so many 
learning lessons that can happen over over the decades, each decade kind of, you know, you've got high school, then you've got your 20s, and you've got your 30s, 40s, 50s, and so forth and so on. I like to think that with each decade, you learn something different. I don't know if this has been the case for you when you were in your 20s. You know, if you are still in your 20s, you know, wherever you are now, your 30s, have you noticed that your friendships have changed and that you've learned from the different experiences that you've had? Chances are, I'm going to go ahead and say probably so. But this particular reason is important because sometimes we can make accommodations for people or have that accommodating conflict communication style because we've been friends with somebody for years and years and years. And so you think to yourself, oh, okay, this is just them. It's fine. This is just part of who they are. I know them. I know deep down they love me. They care about me. If you are finding that you're fairly consistently making these kinds of excuses like that, this is definitely a potential red flag because it's one thing to understand occasionally, okay, your friend's going through a divorce, um, custody battle, financial issues. You know that they're going to be stressed. Maybe they're even going to be a little bit snippy. But if it is time and time and time again and you find that things even take a turn where maybe they're, I don't know, calling you names or projecting a little bit of their own stuff onto you and it's becoming more and more consistent and you find that you just feel flat out bad all the time after dealing with them, then this is a red flag. This is something to really keep in mind to so that moving forward, you are able to make the choice. Do I continue on in this friendship or is it time for us to break up? Ending friendships is very similar in terms of even ending a romantic relationship. It can be hard to do. Breaking up is hard to do no matter what the relationship is. Setting healthy boundaries with parents, you know, where maybe you've decided to no longer speak to a family member because it's abusive or toxic. Or, you know, the same can be said with friendships. And that's probably one of the biggest distinctions is that with friendships, you're picking and choosing and allowing for somebody to be in your life. And so I would always hope that it would be a healthy mix of fun, of support. You know, of course, there may be some sad times, but you guys are able to support one another through it. You might not even talk to your friend all the time. I know my best friend We will go periods of time without speaking, but I know nothing's changed. You know, it's that object permanence is intact. I know that if if I contact her, she's going to get back to me. We'll have a great long phone conversation. I'll see her when I go in town uh, to Florida, and it's all good. Um, But if you're finding that those friendships are no longer serving you, and, you know, everybody has like a different situation happening – But if you find that your friendships are just no longer serving you or for any of these reasons I've mentioned, they are causing you to feel worse, there are constant betrayals, maybe a lot of time passes and you want to pick up the pieces, but it just doesn't feel the same, pay attention to that. Maybe you two have grown apart. Maybe it's no longer working and we do need to let it go. I am a a firm believer that 
when relationships end, it does create an open up space for other things to happen in your life. I don't care if it's leaving a job that you cannot stand, um, ending the friendship, um, getting off of social media. You know, that's at the front of my mind right now. When we no longer give our energy and our time to things that are not serving us, it then opens up beautifully other experiences of of that where potential joy could be found or creative outlet or self-confidence building. You know, holding on to friends that you've had for a really long time just for the sake of maintaining that friendship because you've had it for so long, this can definitely happen. And I just want to empower you to pay attention to these signs, pay attention to how you're feeling in the friendship. One more very, very quick time, um, I will go through and share some of these signs that it's time to end the friendship. So the first one would be kind of in par, you know, with the story I shared. If there's not a level of understanding when you're just not feeling in a good place and maybe you need to cancel plans or the friendship is consistently one-sided, it's all about them, your trust is betrayed, Um, this individual maybe is – consistently overly negative and pessimistic, and as a result, you feel like your energy is completely drained, you've outgrown each other, you've drifted apart, you don't really have anything to talk about anymore, you notice that there's kind of a consistent stream of drama or chaos, and that also becomes very draining and exhausting for you. There are, you know, there may be nice to your face and seemingly understanding, but behind your back, they are talking about you or that passive aggressive, you know, doing things that go in opposition of the friendship. They are dismissing or dismissive when you raise a concern to them and they just seem to make you feel worse and not better. So I really hope that you have enjoyed these different indications and signs that it's time to go ahead and end a friendship. I pulled some of these from Insider, Signs That You Should End Friendship because I thought that they were so good and so, so applicable. I hope that you are making healthy choices that really work for you in your life. And I'm just happy to be back bringing another fuller length episode today here on the three L's podcast. So have a wonderful week and as always be well. Thanks for tuning in to the three L's today. Catch up with me on Instagram at Rachel and Dine Counseling, where you can contact me about a topic or follow up on today's episode. As always, the information provided in this episode is for educational purposes only and not intended to treat or diagnose. Reach out to your own medical or legal provider for assistance and individualized care. Here's to the three L's and being empowered to make decisions that work for you in your life.